This is the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. And you're listening to the Gospel of the Lord and the homily of Reverend Angelo Satino, pastor of Nativity of Our Lord Parish in Warminster, Pennsylvania. Jesus said to the crowds, Beware of the scribes who like to go around in long robes and accept greetings in the marketplaces, seats of honor in synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour the houses of widows and as a pretext recite lengthy prayers. They will receive a very severe condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and observed how the crowd put money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow also came and put in two small coins worth a few cents. Calling his disciples to himself, he said to them, Amen, I say to you, this poor widow put in more than all the other contributors to the treasury. For they have all contributed from their surplus wealth, but she from her poverty has contributed all she had, her whole livelihood. Gospel of the Lord. So this year, we have good news that when our seminary opened its door in August, they opened the doors in August now, but when they opened the doors, the class entering for the first time was over 20 young men for the Archdiocese of Philadelphia three or four times bigger than most classes in recent years. A very positive sign for our archdiocese and for our priesthood. The archdiocese is embarking on a program called Called by Name to try to get people to pray for vocations and to encourage vocations and to have people recommend young men that they think may have a vocation. We priests are asked this week to speak about our own vocations, to give you some sense of what is a vocation to the priesthood and what should you be looking into in the young men in our midst to try to discern whether they may have a calling. My favorite saying, and someone actually from the parish uh, made me a pillar and embroidered, or I forget what it's made out of, but on the pillar, put this favorite saying of mine, our faith is our strength for the journey. And I say that often because I truly believe it. This world and everyone in it, even the people close to us, can't always give us what we need. And so we need our faith, which really is our personal relationship with God. I met with a family this week 
who had a tragic loss. And in the midst of the conversation, one of the women turned to her sister and said, Father always says, our faith is our strength for the journey. In the midst of her great pain, she remembered that I had said that. That's my goal as a priest, to strengthen you in your faith. When I was in grade school, in eighth grade, a divine word missionary came to the school and talked to us about the missionary efforts. And so I was all wound up about that and thinking about maybe I should go be a missionary. And at that time, they had a high school seminary. So I went home and said to my parents, I think I want to go be a missionary. And I wanted to go to this high school seminary in Boardingtown, New Jersey. My parents, who had really set our feet and our hearts in God's presence through teaching us to pray and have a relationship with God by taking us to Mass and encouraging us to go to confession and receive the sacraments, were people of great faith, but were not thrilled about me going to a high school seminary. So I remember, I always believed this, I never found out the answer to it, but I always believed my father went to the pastor and spoke with him before he said to me, let's go talk to Father Rosica. So we went and Father Rosica said, no, you have to grow up. You don't go into the seminary from eighth grade. And so, of course, I was scared to death of Father Rosica, so anything he said, I did. So that's how, I guess, some of the seed of my vocation was planted. In eighth grade, I used to go to Mass, and there's a woman in this church tonight who used to go to Mass with me often. And the nun in eighth grade used to say to me, you're going to be a priest and she's going to be a nun. Well, I became a priest, that's all I'll say. <laughs> but through high school, that thought just sort of got out of my mind. And I had some good high school years, some better than others, some that my parents would probably rather I didn't have. But I had a good time in high school. And then in senior year, they had a vocation exhibit at the school. And so the thought of a vocation came back again. And so I applied to the Oblates of St. Francis de Sales, because that's who taught us at Father Judge. And I took the entrance exam, and one day in class they sent for me. And I went to the office, and there was Father Cleary with this letter in his hand and all smiles and saying, you were accepted. And then he looked at me and he said, what's wrong? I said, I'm not going. <laughs> as any young person, as a senior in high school, of course, back in those days, I think all of you who are like me would admit we had to grow up a little bit faster. And so you had to make a decision. It was the time of the Vietnam War. It was a time when you either had to get a job, uh, go in the service, go to college. You had to make a decision. You didn't have the, 
luxury of just waiting and waiting and deciding what you were going to do. But I was very confused at that time for many reasons about whether or not I wanted to be a priest. So my father again, four years later, says to me, go talk to Father Rasika because he had to write me a letter recommending me to the Oblates of St. Francis de Sales. So I went to see him. And to this day, I always attribute his words to probably why I'm a priest. When I said to him I didn't want to go, I didn't know what I wanted to do, he said this to me. He said, four years ago you came to me and said you thought you wanted to be a priest. He said, and four years later you came again and said you think you might want to be a priest. He said, you know, it takes a bigger man to try something and find out it is not for him than to never try at all. And that's when I decided to go to the seminary, but not to the Oblates because I did not want to teach school. And so I went to St. Charles. My brothers and sisters, a calling to the priesthood is just like a calling to marriage. You try to discern, is this where I belong? Is this what God is calling me to do? What attracted me as an 18, 17 year old kid to priesthood? I wanted to help people. I wanted to help people. And thank God for my parents who raised us with faith. Thank God for the priests and the nuns and the lay teachers who influenced our lives. Thank God for the community of Our Lady of Consolation in Taconi and the faith that they exhibited to me as a kid growing up and as a young man. You know, some people say, well, did you love God that much? How much did you love God at 17? Probably not much. I wasn't sure how much I loved God. Our relationship with God is like a relationship with another person. When you first met your spouse, it was a very fragile, immature relationship. Probably more based on infatuation than on real love. But as you began to live that relationship and grow in knowledge of each other, you came to realize this is more than infatuation. This is more than immaturity, a crush, a feel-good thing. This is love. And so through my seminary training and through my years as a priest, that's how I grew in love with God. But I have to maintain that relationship every day, just like you do in a marriage. You have to communicate. Some days are good and some days are bad. You have give and take. Some days you have to give more than you'd like. And some days you feel wonderful because of what's given to you. A couple in marriage are to be for each other the personification of God. You are to save each other. And we as priests have to allow God to give us the grace and strength to be his personification to all of you. 
I say this to the young priests and seminarians who come here. A married man or a married woman with a family and children could be running all around town doing all kinds of wonderful charitable things. But if they're neglecting the spouse and the children, they're in the wrong place. And that's how I feel about my people. You are my spouse and children. And I've been called to be your spiritual father. To help to sanctify you, to make you holy, to strengthen you in your faith relationship with God, so that in the joys and sorrows of life, you have strength for the journey. And I can be about many wonderful things all over the Archdiocese of Philadelphia and elsewhere. But if I'm neglecting you, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Each day is different for us as priests. So many times I enjoy my days watching the kids in school, you know, the wonderful things they say and do. Dealing with the people in so many ways on different levels. But many times I'm here as the dispenser of God's grace through my sacramental ministry. A sacrament is an outward sign that gives grace. And we need God's grace to strengthen us for the journey of life. Many times it's dealing with people at times of great sadness and sorrow. And you've got to find the words and you've got to find the prayers that give them the strength they need to deal with the sorrow and not allow it to destroy them. People who call on the phone with family problems, marital problems, problems with children, dealing with elderly parents who need to talk. We are their spiritual strength. That's what we're called to be. I was at a meeting today and there was a deacon about to be ordained a priest in May there. And I said to him, we are so privileged to be part of people's lives in their joys and in their sorrows. They want their priests to be present when they need God. And they want their priests to celebrate them when they celebrate with them when they want to thank God. Aren't we privileged? And we can't forget who and what we are. It is Jesus Christ's priesthood and his ministry that we participate in. And I thank God every day for my priesthood. Just like your life, some days are great, some are okay, and some are lousy. But every day I thank God that I'm one of his priests and that I can bring his grace, his strength to his people. Our faith is our strength for the journey. And we need many more priests to do that.
And this is why we all need to pray for vocations. And we all need to participate in encouraging vocations to the priesthood. So, in the um, bulletin today is a little thing about this program called by name. And there's a little return form. And it says, here are some of the qualifications that we look for in men to become priests. Do you know a young man or an old man, 16 years or older, that you think may have a vocation to the priesthood? And we ask you to put that name on the paper and to send it to me. Think about it. I know in this parish, with so many people of good faith and so many wonderful families, there are priests sitting in our midst. But they need the encouragement, first of all, of parents and family, and then of parish community, of people of faith, to inspire them, to want to strengthen people in their faith along the journey of life. So who might they be? They might be your sons, your grandsons. We need to know that. And we need, as priests, to encourage them to follow in our footsteps. My greatest prayer for all of you is that your faith is your strength for the journey and that you know that.